the Great West College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios is brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHAM1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. M-Drive, honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. University of Oklahoma Hockey. Big school, big dreams. For schedules and tickets, go to ouhockey.net. AT&T Wireless, where both new and existing customers always get our best deals. University of Arizona Hockey. Be part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. University of Central Oklahoma. A top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to UCO.edu or UCOHockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. At 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, we are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. San Diego State Hockey, sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy. Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Wednesday night, which means it is time for the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Um, I think I'm podcast. Are you there? Yeah, now I'm here. <laughs> we could hear you the whole time. <laughs> uh, anyway, did you hear anything? Because I wasn't yes, plugged in. Absolutely, I did. I heard that this is the Great West okay, College I Hockey I don't know Podcast. How, I don't know how that happened because I was not plugged in and my headphones are acting up and I'm having all kinds of issues. <laughs> well, what else is new there? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, what else is new there? some reason, my head don't stay plugged in so i've got to balance them just perfectly but scott strandy with you tonight from a very crappy day i can say that uh in arizona because it's not very often uh i've got the i know arizona so i've got arizona so it. beautiful it's so beautiful in arizona it never has any never uh, anything bad happened there yeah it's awful it was awful today it was like a hurricane this morning it's been windy all day um i'm getting a cold again i think it's it's just uh it's just been terrible today. I don't get it. But I can't feel bad because Minnesota's getting like two feet of snow over the next or the last two days. So um, I guess I'll be happy for that. But you could hear the open and everything because I wasn't plugged in. Yeah, we heard the open and everything. Goodness gracious. I don't know. I'm Stephen Marsh from Las Vegas, <laughs> where it was yeah. not a good weather day elsewhere. It was very uh, 
rainy and snowy and very windy as well. Uh, again, probably not as much as Minnesota <laughs> is going to be getting, but still for Las Vegas, but we get every time we get some snow and there was a lot of video out there today. I stayed hunkered down at home, so I didn't go out in it, but, but, uh, when you get that kind of weather, it's nothing to talk about in Las Vegas because it does not happen maybe very should, often. Maybe I should introduce you the next time. That's huh? okay. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, I'm going to myself. I don't know. Uh, let me tell you how crazy today has been. In addition to the hurricane, the drive in from Maricopa to to Phoenix, um, I had to go really early, and I'm really tired because uh, the ASU women's team practices from seven ten until eight ten or something crazy like that in the morning. So I had to fight the traffic and the hurricane force winds and rain and all of that stuff. I get there, do the interviews. Everything is fantastic. Um, I interview four, four of the female players, and then uh, I'm going to interview uh, Coach Ellis, and I do interview her, and it's a great interview. And then I realized somehow I had bumped my microphone, had turned it off instead of on. So uh, w Lindsay and I had a great um, silent film again, <laughs> which tends to happen. So I have that. Then uh, I'm out and about all day in uh, in Phoenix waiting for the – Alaska Nanooks to arrive. Uh, I'm going to do a couple of pictures with them. So I'm waiting for them to arrive. They're going to practice supposedly from 2.30 to 3.45 at Mullet. Um, at 2, I guess it was 2.30 or so, I got a text from their uh, their SID, Nate Pearsall. And he says, hey, uh, we're a little late. We just landed. We're getting our bags now. Not sure what's going to happen. I said, well, Nate, I'm going to get Mullet. When you show up, whatever, I'll just, if we can't do the interviews, we'll just interview or uh, just introduce ourselves in person. So uh, I go to Mullet. I get ready. Well, there's a Coyotes game going on tonight. <laughs> so they're preparing Mullet Arena, and the Nanooks are going to practice. Uh, we're going to practice on the auxiliary rink. Um, so I get ready, and then uh, everything seemed to go fairly well. They showed up. They, they only had a half hour of ice time, but they skated I got a nice interview with Johnny Sorensen and Matt Radomski. They're uh, two star players, two of their star players. And uh, anyway, so so that's kind of how my day has gone. It's crazy. Speaking of crazy, speaking of the Coyotes, the Shea Weber LTIR era has started in in Arizona. <laughs> oh goodness, goodness! So and crazy. and last week was all about don't worry about us. There ain't no Connor Bedard coming here. <laughs> we're on a winning streak of nine points and whatever our last eight is, games or something. But this is, this is how interesting the situation in Arizona is, is they needed a, somebody like Shea Weber, who's not going to play anymore, but he's obviously still contracted. They basically picked up his contract so they could help them get to the ceiling that they have to get to the least, the, the minimum, no, no, the floor, the floor. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah the floor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Well>, they're <laughs> never going to get to the ceiling, <laughs> but they had to get to the floor. So especially they had to if they're looking to trade Chikrin and, and maybe if they're looking to trade some of the, the contracted guys. So <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's crazy. Um, so anyway, Anyways. that's kind of how the day has gone. The polls came out and Steven, you know me and the computers. I'm not even going to fight. I'm not even going to fight. You're with happy it. with just, the polls now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm not going to fight the computers tonight because I'm pretty happy with a couple of teams in our coverage area. Um, we'll tease it a little bit. UNLV jumped up a spot. And uh, Arizona stayed in the contention to go to the uh, national tournament. 
and, and uh, of course the and not Arizona... only that not only that they moved up a spot and they didn't play any games <laughs> love that computer uh, did i tell you i love computers <laughs> yeah you, <you're... laughs> anyway uh the arizona state women let's start right there tonight because uh they won uh the wwchl and they are now going to boston they're uh they're going to be there for a week <laughs> they're going to be flying out there and flying back obviously. i know somebody else that's going to be there for a week too. yeah i do too <laughs> believe me i told them you'd be there and you'd be doing some interviews you're welcome already... <laughs> now, you, now you put me on you put me on notice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm already going to be the men are going to be going on the women are going to be going on i I can't be two places at once. I I can't split myself in half. And well, we're gonna work on it. We're gonna work on. We'll clone okay. you by then. I can use Chat Chat GPT. Go over and do what, the interview. What was that? What was that? Uh, that sheep that they cloned Dolly. We'll uh, we'll clone Stephen. Or get a hologram of me and go over to the other. The other. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll figure it out uh, as time goes on. But um, you know me. I I covered the age. ASU women's program since the day they started. Um, I, I was telling the girls that today. I said, you know, I talked to your coach when she was just starting this whole thing and she had uniforms in her car and she had uh, uniforms laid out across her living room and her house and all of these different things. And now to see where you guys have come, it's totally amazing. It really is. And uh, I watched practice today, Stephen, and boy, that they, they looked really, really sharp and um, you know, there was a time when Lindsay couldn't get enough girls on her program to even have special teams or multiple lines. She would have two lines. That'd be it. So she couldn't build a power play or a penalty kill or anything like that. that you would normally do. Well, now not only do they have uh, multiple lines and uh, power play and penalty kill, but they've got truly an international uh, roster. They've got almost as many players from Canada as they have from the United States, which tells you, Something must be going right for Arizona State women's hockey. Absolutely. I mean, it's just so amazing to see the growth of that program and, and where they are now. Uh, as you said, they won the uh, the, the WWCHL uh, conference tournament this past weekend, which was in Colorado, and uh, they won that. So they get the automatic bid to the national tournament. They're number eight in the latest rankings. So uh, either way, I think probably they – they would have gotten in, but getting certainly a guarantee spot is is really good. Uh, we should mention that the women's uh, that Liberty is still number one. Uh, let's see who else: uh, Midland, Minot State, Indiana Tech, Adrian, McKendry, Maryville, Arizona State, Michigan, Miami are the ten. And what's going to happen? There's a ton, ton, total of 31 teams that compete in women's Division One this year. Has four new teams, University of Jamestown, Montana State University, University of Wyoming, Lake Superior State University. Ten teams qualify for the 2023 uh, ACHA Women's National Championship. Uh, not very many teams, but again, there's only 31 teams, so that's still a third of the, the, the field for Division One. Uh, there's three automatic bids, the Central Collegiate Women's Hockey Association, the Western Women's Collegiate Hockey League, and the Women's Midwest Co College Hockey League. So we know that Arizona State won the WWCHL, so they get that auto bid. The other two uh, leagues that I mentioned will get an auto bid, and then and then we'll see about the other uh, seven spots that get in. But still, it's pretty uh, exciting for them to, to get there. It's going to be a tough field, obviously, when you got teams like Liberty, and that's been pretty good at the women's level. Uh, but just being able to get in 
and have an opportunity to compete there in that uh, tournament uh, is going to be exciting for them. Well, let me paraphrase since Lindsay and I did a um, uh, silent film. Why don't you play that? Why don't you play that interview for us on this podcast? <laughs> let me. We, tell can, you. we can sit here in silence for five minutes. <laughs> let me tell you what she kind of uh, <laughs> capsulized for me. I, I asked her about being sentimental now that they were leaving or have left Oceanside, and she said, "Yeah, you know, because I'm from Arizona, it was uh, it's a little hard to to leave there, but you know, Mullet's definitely uh, a beautiful facility and." The only thing she's hoping on is that they can get their own locker room. Um, but the ice surface and everything is great, and uh, and they love that. And I think that will come um, whenever the Coyotes decide they're moving on. So maybe a decade. But <laughs> anyway. I don't know. The Coyotes uh, seem to be pretty – they seem to they love they them like there. It there. They seem to love it at Mullet, so they're not going to be in any hurry to leave there anytime soon, <laughs> I don't think. But the NFL might be uh, a different different animal. They might, be, they might uh, push things along a little bit. <laughs> So anyway, uh, she told me that, and I said, you know, um, you were the first team, collegiate team, to play a game in Mullet. And I said, what did you think about that? And she said she was very grateful to Greg Powers and, and uh, the ASU NCAA program for allowing her team to do that. She said it was really cool because they had uh, use. It was like a full NCAA game. It was kind of a dry run um, for the NCAA men's team. And so they used the scoreboard. They had all the music playing all that stuff that, that they would do in an NCAA game. So she said that was really fun, and they had like a 1,000 fans, so that was a good thing. I asked her about going to Boston. She said, you know, they've already been out there once this year and played games in the Boston area, so they are familiar with the area and definitely looking uh, to go back, and uh, now they will. So uh, then I asked her, I said, do you have uh, some, some of your players you want me to talk to? Well, she gave me four players to interview. Um, a freshman goaltender, um, I believe a senior forward. I'm trying to think now because I was thrown off. Well, she gave me Jill Ketchum, who uh, just came off of knee surgery. <laughs> so, so she had a brace on. I couldn't even tell she had a brace on. She's wearing sweatpants under, and the braces underneath it. So I'm talking to her about playing in the in the tournament. And she goes, yeah, well, I won't be because I just came off of ACL surgery. I'm going like, oh, man. <laughs> so I had to change my thought there. And then she gave me two defensemen, uh, one from Alaska and one from Arizona. So uh, it, let's take just a couple of minutes and, and play a little bit of this because uh, um, th this will go up as part of our feature shortly. But uh, I just wanted to get up there tonight. So if you give me just a minute, I will start up the first one. Um, this is goaltender Quinn Ederling. All right, three, two, one. And this is raw, well, folks. This is raw. I can tell it hasn't been edited I got a yet. Pretty face here because we are covering ASU women's hockey because they did something historic this past weekend. They won the WWCHL. I got a goaltender with me. I got Quinn Edinger. Edinger. Yes. I got Eninger. How about that? I didn't get it right. She anyway, did. Um, from downtown Chicago and yeah. now in Tempe, Arizona. So before we get into all that, tell me what last weekend was like to win the WWCHL and make a trip to Beantown coming up. It was it was beyond um, anything I could even like hope for, especially for my freshman year. Um, I had high expectations for the team, and it did not disappoint. Um, you know, practicing with the team and just seeing how strong we were to um, the other Arizona team, GCU, we were just like, 
we were not going to take anything else. So. so, I don't know how much you know about this program, but I was here on day one when Lindsay was uh, carrying around stuff in her car and spreading it out in her living room. Wow, what a difference it's made. But what made you want to be a Sun Devil? Um, first, I looked at the school aspect of it, the academic side. Yeah. So um, I'm majoring in engineering management because I'm really interested in the STEM field. Okay. And then I was like, oh, wow, well, do they have a hockey team? And they <laughs> did. And so I toured um, all of the schools in the Western Conference, but ASU just stuck out as, like, just a super pretty, super, like, dedicated hockey team when I came out and practiced with them. Um, and it just it just clicked with me. And okay. so I... I'm really happy that I made that decision to come here. So you come to Tempe, Arizona, you get a chance to see Oceanside, <laughs> and then you get a chance to see where we're at right now, this beautiful uh, America Iceplex practice area, Mullet Arena. Um, your thoughts on the ice and the conditions and all of that stuff of playing hockey in the desert? It's kind of bittersweet because Oceanside does have, like, an atmosphere around it. They have an outdoor, like, mini dry land rink with, uh, with not fake ice, with concrete, yeah. so you can, you know warm up out there and then they have a field behind there but then at mullet everything is just inside but it's so like the ice is so much smoother here there's no like bumps or random divots and your stick won't get caught inside the zamboni door and it's it's very nice it's well lit it's beautiful it's got a higher ceiling yes it does <laughs> yeah okay so you said you grew up in downtown Chicago. Tell everybody what downtown Chicago is versus being from Chicago. Oh yeah, so downtown Chicago, you're you're with the high rises. You're you're taking public transportation. You grow up in just like the city, and so some people say oh, they're from Chicago, and you're like, oh where? And then they'll say, oh you know, um, Lake Forest, and you're like, <laughs> not really. No, not really. <laughs> you know, almost. But then, yeah, it's just, it's nice that I can have that, just being from Chicago. So you come to Arizona State, and uh, the campus here is kind of spread out, but yet it's not spread out. They're building high-rises here, not like Chicago, but does it feel somewhat like home when you're on campus? Yeah, um, the buildings are all very modern, yeah. so it's like definitely more have uh, Chicago feel, especially with the new buildings downtown. Um I really like the architecture here. That's yeah. that's one thing that really caught my eye. Okay. So, um, if I go out to, with my friends near Tempe Town Lake and look at the skyline, yeah. almost skyline, <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's really nice. I'm glad I get to have that. Okay, so let's talk about things on the ice. Playing goaltender, um, everybody says goaltender's got to be crazy. Yeah. Are you a little bit crazy? I am. I am. I am a little bit crazy. <laughs> Um, give, give us some things that you have to do in order to get prepared to stop a puck coming at you at 80, 90 miles an hour. Um, I think I enjoy it. I, I enjoy, like, stopping it. I <laughs> I don't know. I think when I, when I first started playing hockey, I was defense. Okay. And I would just be so defensive, I, I would back up into the goalie huh. because I just I couldn't, like, have anything <laughs> get past me. And so I think it's uh, validating to have an like to be the last line of defense and just take those shots as they come. Tell me about your goaltending room because you've got some pretty good goaltenders on this team and that's yeah. going to be the key. You always want to build from the goal out, I'm told. Yeah, so um, I have two goalie partners, Carson and Hallie. They're both extremely talented. Um, I'm really glad I can follow in their footsteps. Um, 
their gear also looks really sick. <laughs> Let's be honest here, right? Yeah, like, we have the coolest looking gear. So um, I'm getting my helmet painted just like theirs, which I'm super happy about. Um, and we have a good goalie dynamic too. So if you have a good goalie dynamic, you know, you're talking with them, you're like close with them, you play much better and you're not like worried about any like um, adversity with them. Yeah. So I think we have a really good group of goalies here. Okay, so you win the WWCHL, it comes with a trip to Beantown. Have you been to Boston before? Yes, I have been to Boston before. Okay, what do you expect to find out there other than what's going to be on the ice? We know your opponents on the ice are talented, they're good. Uh, you're going to have to play your very best to come away with the national championship. But what else are you going to do when you get to Boston? Is it lobster rolls? Is it all that good stuff? Is it Dunkin' Donuts? I, I love Boston. Um, I looked at schools out there also, but I have some family there, so I definitely want to go see them. Um, huge fan of lobster, uh, crab, uh, fishing, uh, the atmosphere. It's just, I really like, um, well, we toured Fenway Park out there. That was just, it was just beautiful. And so I hope we get to do some cool activity with the team like that again. All right, best of luck on the trip out there. Safe travels and warm up, because it's darn cold in here. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. Not uh, as cold as it is in Oceanside <laughs> Ice Arena. So <laughs> I don't know. This morning it was pretty darn cold at Mountain America as well. But uh, So that's the thoughts uh, from the goaltender, the freshman goaltender. Doesn't get a lot of uh, playing time, but um, it, she's, she said in her own words that she can't wait to get that gear, and she likes to follow in the footsteps. <laughs> I like how you asked her about Boston about the lobster rolls, man. You just keep bringing that up. <laughs> oh, I love lobster rolls. Uh, Make sure we get you some when you get to Boston. I, I get some right here in Phoenix. An Angie's Lobsters is uh, is a place to go for that right here in Phoenix. So anyway, go. so that's uh, that's a thought on the goaltending. Your thoughts, uh, the excitement, you can probably hear in her voice. She was very excited to be going to the national tournament, whether it's as a backup role or not. She's, uh, she's excited to be with her teammates. Yeah, and I think that's what... I think that's what you should be. You should be excited. You should be, uh, you know, it's it's a big accomplishment to to go to the national tournament, no matter what level it's at, and and it's exciting for them to be able to participate in that. It's a, it's a long trip out there, so I mean, you've got to make the the most of it. And for her, you know, how much will she play? Who knows? But she'll be there around her teammates. She'll practice with them, or you know, be with them and. In, uh, in in that setting and, and be able just to have that bonding time with, with fellow uh, teammates uh, out there and, and cheering them on, uh, whether she gets in or not. But uh, that it's, it's, it's exciting. And, and it's, it's her first year, as you said. So it's uh, that's, that's really cool. And, uh, and, and it should be something to be excited for. All right. Let's talk to the injured one. She'll catch him. In hockey fans, I can see I've got another pretty face. I just keep finding them here because we're talking ASU women's hockey, and they're not just pretty faces. They're great hockey players. They just won the WWCHL. They're going to Beantown. Jill, catch them. Anchorage, Alaska. Tempe, Arizona. How does it happen? Um, They're obviously very opposite. <laughs> um weather wise um so i guess i don't know that was part of my reasoning for coming here okay. um it's really nice to have sunshine every day when it's pitch black and snowing at home in the winter um so yeah weather was definitely a big factor heard a lot of good things about the team so i wanted to try it out 
I'm going to tell you, I was here with Lindsay day one when she was sorting out the uniforms in her living room and getting this program started. And I said, how are you going to do this? And she said, I'm going to build it. She's built it. Now you now you have the WWCHL championship, a trip to Boston on the line. You're going to be going out there in a couple of weeks. Just your thoughts on this season and um, how good this team really is. The team has grown so much since I've been here. This is my third year, um, and it's definitely all of the work that we've put in um, since I've gotten here or since I got here three years ago. It's just it's really all coming together now, and um, – it's amazing to see everything paying off. Like, I'm so – it's incredible that we won um, our regionals. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just – it's really awesome to see. Okay, so, so you're a veteran. So you've had a chance to be in Oceanside <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. Now you're here in this beautiful building at Mullet Arena. I have a feeling, though, that you're going to tell me you're a little sentimental about leaving Oceanside. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, we, I started, um, my first year here was my sophomore year. I transferred from Adrian College. Um, and yeah, Oceanside, like, it gets a bad rep, but it's a great place. There's a lot of character. And like, yeah, this is a beautiful facility, but um, it's not, it's not going to be the same as Oceanside. You know, Oceanside was its own little entity and it's, it's a special place, so it'll be missed. But this is a beautiful place to move into, so really grateful for that as well. Okay, ACHA Women's Division One is one thing. NCAA is another completely different thing. Mm-hmm. You've seen it at Adrian, uh, a little bit of what, what happens there. I've been to Adrian, so I know what that's mm-hmm. like. Um, how, how much closer is this team right now to making an NCAA jump than they were when you got here? When I first got here, it was um, it was the season of Chell, so we we didn't have a, we didn't have a real team. We weren't. Um, I mean, the team was a it was a real team, but we we weren't allowed the games, so we just had practices and did inter squad scrimmages. So, so from then coming to what we are now, we are we could I I guarantee that we could beat a lot of of D three and CAA teams just as is. Okay, so let's talk about your style on the ice. What do you like to do? Where where do you excel? What's uh, what's Jill's strength? Well, I'm actually injured right now, so it's been a while since I've skated. So I'll have to think about that. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty big, usually compared to everyone else on the ice. So um, quickness definitely isn't my strong suit, but I'm pretty fast when I get going. Um, so I don't know. Like I definitely need to play with um girls on a line who do have that kind of quickness but i um i guess i don't know as a wing like i do generate points um whether that's assists or goals um so i guess that's like what i always try to do but um yeah being bigger too like a lot of i feel like i'm a pretty often or a defensive forward um yeah i guess yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay, so injured, are we going to get you back by Beantown? That's the no, question. Definitely not. No. no, I I tore my ACL in December. So I'm two me? yeah, I'm two months out of surgery yesterday actually. Okay. So um yeah, but it'll probably be like 7 more months until I can skate. <laughs> so you're going to be out here being the number one cheerleader on this squad, motivating these girls to get there. 
what do they have to do to win a national championship? And uh, have you hoist a trophy with them? I think we have all the pieces right now. What we really need to focus on is um, our focus. Yeah. <laughs> and um, if we create a goal, I think that we can achieve it. Um, we honestly haven't talked about winning nationals much yeah. so far. Our goal was to get to nationals. Sure. Um, so now we have to rearrange everything a little bit and reevaluate what our goals day by day just in our practices moving forward up until nationals are going to be. You sure you're not a coach? Because <laughs> you give me a lot of coach speak here. So tell me about your coaches, and I won't let you go on that one, but tell me about your coaches. How good are they, and uh, how good can they make this team be in such a short period of time? I have great coaches. They care so much about this program. Um, like you said, Lindsay built this program from the ground up. This is it means a lot to her. I know it means a lot to everyone, but Lindsay especially, like this has been her project. Yeah. This has been her goal um, to make this um, ASU Women's Hockey a great program, and she has. Um, yeah, our, I have great coaches. They're very dedicated. They, they do everything they need to do to get us to where we need to be. All right, folks, you heard it. They've got a shot. <laughs> They're on their way to Beantown, and even though she's uh, dealing with a torn ACL repair, it's on repair now. It is. Okay. So it's uh, it's the rehab, the fun yeah. part. Yeah. Jill Ketchum is with me, and um, good luck in Beantown. Enjoy the trip. Thank you. So there you go. You heard it from the injured Jill Ketchum as she uh, talks a little bit about what it's like. And I'm serious. She could be a coach. She uh, She knows the coach speak. Yes, and it takes a, quite a skill to to learn coach speak. So that's that's good. I, I like that you got an injured player there that's not going to be able to play, but still, you know, I mean, she's she's a big part of the the team, and I'm sure she won't travel because of of the recovery there, but uh, she'll be able to to watch uh, from. Uh, oh no, I think she's going. Oh, she's she going. She's going to be there. She's oh, she's, uh, be there. she's two okay. months out of surgery, so she's got a brace on, but uh, I believe she's going. Okay. Um, well, good. Yeah, I I mean. You think about that, still getting to nationals after getting injured. And this is somebody that's been around the program now, as she said, for three years and got transferred oh, well, from Adrian College. There, you know, so um, she, she's part of the team. There's no doubt about it. Okay, next up, I've got two uh, two defensemen. I'll let you tell them who they are. One is Berkeley and one is uh, Sheridan. So well, let's, uh, let's go that route here in just a minute. My pretty faces, still surrounded by hockey players that can get things done. I'm here at the ASU women's practice as they prepare for a trip to Beantown. I've got Sheridan Gloyd with me. I've got Berkeley Radcliffe, Radcliffe with me. Um, I've got Alaska. I've got Arizona. Can you get any farther apart in uh, in states? Berkeley, let's start with you. What, what brought you to Tempe? Um, well, I actually transferred here after my freshman year. I was playing D3 in Buffalo, and one of my teammates grew up here and was coming back here to play, so she uh, had me get in contact with Lindsay, and I decided to come. You play defense. How much do you like it? And um, tell me about the program itself. This program's awesome. Um, it's really grown a lot in the past few years since I've been here, and I know that since Sheridan's been here, it's grown even more. So I think that that's been really cool to see for both of us. And, yeah, I mean, I'm having a really good time here. I think it's awesome. On the D side of things, we have a really solid group. Um, so, yeah, it's a good, it's been good. Sheridan, being an Arizona girl, 
playing here in Tempe. What's it been like for you? You've been around a little while. Yeah, um, I've honestly been a part of the growth of girls hockey in Arizona, so it's awesome to see how far our team has come. Tell me about playing for Lindsay because I was telling somebody just a few minutes ago that uh, I was here day one when she was putting uniforms in her car and taking them to her living room and spreading them out on the floor. It's come a long way, hasn't it? Yes, we definitely have a full roster now, and Lindsay has just taken this program to a whole nother level. Another level, a WWCHL championship, a trip to Boston. Have you been to Boston before? Yes, we were actually there earlier this season. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you get to play for something really big, though, the, the ACHA Women's Division One National Championship. Your thoughts right now as you're about three weeks out? Uh, I'm really excited. This is what we've been working for all season long. Um, just really excited to compete. Berkeley, tell me about your defensive style. What, what do you have to do to shut down opponents? Um, <laughs> I mean, I think being a little bit aggressive is good for this league. Um, usually if you pressure people, they cough the puck up. So that's been fun. Um, I'm a little bit more of a defensive defenseman. So staying back, getting pucks up. I watch you guys practice, and I can't believe how far you guys have come. Uh, speed, hockey sense, all of those things that develop into a really good team. Does it feel like you guys continually get better every practice? Yeah, I mean, I think there's always room to grow, and we come in every day with, like, a mindset of, like, there's something to work on and something to improve on, and we all kind of come together and work towards our own goals, and it helps us. Sheridan, you said you, uh, <laughs> Sheridan, you, said you grew up here and... and went through the growth of women's hockey with Lindsay Fry and Lindsay Ellis and got on the list of everybody that made this a, uh, a strong women's program. But now I look at your roster and you got girls from everywhere. What's it like in that locker room? It's almost international. It is a bit international, isn't it? We have a, quite a few Canadians on the team. Um, I mean, it's awesome seeing just everyone coming from everywhere and we make it work. Everyone loves each other. <laughs> does, it, does it feel different? I mean, do do players from different parts of the country bring different things to make this uh, a team? Um, I mean, everyone brings, like, their own pieces, I guess. Right. Um, I guess I don't really think about, like, them being from different places. We're just a team. Just yeah. Okay. Um, so you make a trip to Boston. Have you been to Boston before, first of all? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there many times, yeah. Okay. So what's the favorite thing about Boston, not only on the ice, but off the ice? Is it Dunkin' Donuts? Is it lobster rolls? Is it all that good seafood? What is it? I think I think the city is really cool. Um, growing up in Alaska, there's like, um, it's just like really interesting to see like the history of like from America. You know right. what I mean? Like we don't have that up in Alaska. It's really cool to see like the native Alaskans and stuff, but it's not. It's just different there. It's really yeah. interesting. Everything's older and I just think it's really cool. It has a cool vibe. Okay, so you're making this trip up there. Um, you've already been there because you played some games up there. But it's different, as I said earlier. You're, uh, you're going to play for national championship. Tell me about ACHA women's hockey. How good is it? Um, I mean, our program treats it um, not really like a club sport, per se. Um, our, our end goal, like, years down the line is to eventually become an NCAA Division One team. So we take it very seriously um, on and off the ice. What would you say the legacy will be when you look back? Let's say 10 years down the road, this is an NCAA program, and they come back. On the men's side, they talk about 
be the tradition, build the tradition, be a part of it. How proud will you be as a former member of this team then to say that you were part of what built this? I mean, so our team motto is leave a legacy. So yeah. I definitely feel that like this is going to be my last year. This is my fifth year. Um, and I definitely feel like from the start where I started to where I am now, I have definitely like left a legacy. Um, yeah. Ladies, thanks so much for joining me. Best of luck out in Boston. Have some fun. Enjoy the trip. And uh, no body checks, okay? I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a forward, so don't hit me, okay? Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> so there you go. I had to uh, I had to keep them from body checking me when you see the video. I had, had one on each side of me. I didn't want to get uh, slammed in boards. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't need you to go on the... Uh... The injured list. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We did not need that at all. Uh, so anyway, your thoughts on, on what you heard from uh, from the Lady Sun Devils? Yeah, I mean, it's just a little, kind of along the same lines we've been hearing from the, the players is just the, you know, they feel like they are ready for this opportunity and, and feel like they deserve this opportunity to compete in the tournament. And certainly they are deserving of that. And that they feel like they have just as good as team as as anybody really to to make a run. So uh, we'll see how that lives up. As I said, there's some really good women's teams in the in the field in the Division One level, but uh, I think they'll give it. They're going to give it their all either way, and uh, it should be entertaining. Okay, I will uh, finish it up um, by just paraphrasing Lindsay again. I asked her about. Um, the competition out West, because we know that they're kind of head and shoulders above everybody currently. She would like to see that grow and be, become more competitive to help them be better when they get into the national tournament. But one thing that was interesting, I asked her about winning it, what it would take to win it. And she said, you never say never, because she remembers her first year at Miami, Ohio, um, where they went to the national tournament and won it in their very first year there. So she's got that to fall back on. The other thing I thought was interesting, she said, you know, the past three seasons, Liberty hadn't lost a game. They've lost a few this year. And she thinks that maybe that gives other teams, including her team, uh, a little uh, confidence boost that they might be able to pull the upset. Yeah, dynasties are, are meant to be broken at some point. Uh, you look at that there have been nine schools that have won the ACHA Women's Division One National Championship uh, at, at St. Cloud State, uh, Wisconsin a couple of times, Michigan State two times, Robert Morris two times, Lindenwood four times, uh, Northeastern, Miami three times, Minnesota once, and Liberty five, which most of them have come <laughs> in a row here. But So, yeah, but, I mean, if, at some point it's – they're going to lose and they're not going to be the champs and somebody else will. And maybe that's a chance for an Arizona state to, to make a run and, and take that title away from, from Liberty or, or maybe Liberty gets eliminated somewhere else and, and, and Arizona state has to play somebody else for a championship, but uh, you just got to play the team in front of you and don't worry about if it's Liberty or some other team, you put yourself out there and give yourself the best chance to win and, uh, and, and don't be so all or, or, burdened by the fact that you're going to play the mighty Liberty or whoever, because yeah, from a year to year, teams do change and, and maybe Liberty is a little bit more vulnerable this year at the women's level than they they've had been when they've won all the championships in a row. So yeah, it's, it's certainly possible. I don't want to uh, put you on the spot, but do you have any idea how this format runs for the tournament? Because they told me a little bit about it and I don't want to recap it, but I think it's the best two out of three in the first round. 
I would think so because okay, there's only I'll put 10 you teams. On the spot. I think there's only 10 teams competing, so I think it's it's not certainly a straight like we see at the men's M1 level where it's single elimination. I think there is some sort of little series uh, play. I'd have to two out of three. I'd have to dig deeper into it, but but I think that is the case uh, because they because they go through the they go through the uh, the six days that uh, the men do. Perhaps all the divisions this year will all be playing at the same time because there's going to be four or five ice sheets in that facility. More than that, I guess there's going to be a lot of games going on in that facility. uh, But so yeah, they'll, they'll. it's not just because uh, otherwise it would end like in two days because there's only ten teams in the field. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's there's either a pool play thing, which some divisions do, but you're saying it's a two out of three. That's certainly quite possible and and more likely in this case. Anyway, we'll do some research on and get back to you guys before that national tournament. Let's take a quick break because we got to come back and talk about that uh, latest rankings that came out, and uh, maybe we'll even predict who will be where and who will be in the tournament. We'll be back in just a minute or two. Championship, pedigree, world-class coaching, first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Green College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school of hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. Hello fans, my name is Hunter Mazzillo and I'm number 26 for the UNLV Skating Rebels and you're listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. fans, this is Jesse Lowell, captain of the Arizona Wildcats, and you are listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single game tickets are just $10 a piece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners hockey, the action you crave, only faster. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh my goodness gracious, man. Visit college. 
collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM1 Hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelor's to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to sdsu.edu to see if our unique, diverse experiences for you Visit SDSUHockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. With sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our custom shower shoes go right into the washing machine then air dry overnight and they're ready for the next shift at the rink customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number summer skates the ultimate hockey player's footwear are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house head to icetimehockeywest.com and click on the summer skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 national champions, four-time WCHL champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's a stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're Jesse Ray's barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, that speaks for itself. Whether it's the original location at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and favor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our Best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. It is Wednesday night, which means it's the Great West college hockey podcast where 
We talk about the ACHA, Men's and Women's uh, Division One. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Maricopa, Arizona. My co-host, as always, from that crappy city of Las Vegas, Nevada. At least today it was. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's a careful vibrant, there. Careful it's a there. vibrant city, but but it was it was crappy weather today. How about that? It, it's yes. a great city, just crappy weather. Kind of like it was crappy in Arizona today. It's just. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this weather. I don't like it. I don't like it. And anyway, I'll remember this. Four- I'll remember this when it's 110 degrees in the summertime. Okay. And all those uh, ads that you heard and all the voice that you heard is from our very own Paul Hornstein, who's celebrating a birthday today. So uh, happy birthday, Paul Hornstein. And um, okay, let's move on. <laughs> we uh, that, that's that's enough of that. That's, we, that's all. You, that's if you all give you... him too much praise, <laughs> bad things happen. It, just trust me, bad things happen yes. if you praise him too much. So uh, we we don't want to do that. But anyway, he does a great job with all those reads, and uh, we're very thankful to have him. Um, okay, so we we've just blown through this show. But you got to tell us the uh, the ACHA rankings came out. I'm going to read them to you, and then you're going to tell me world you think is going on well how about with, instead uh, i think for, for time yeah, purposes well i think for time purposes we're we're getting low on time people can go to the acha website and see the full rankings i think we could just kind of i don't know break it down just we'll do it what, fast we'll do it fast okay well that? i well i was gonna say because the top five are pretty much the same from the week before the only thing that's different is that unlv is now number two instead of number that- three that's a little different, so let's quickly yeah. do it. Minnesota or uh, Minot State at one, UNLV at two, Ohio at three, Adrian is four, Central Oklahoma is five. Not a whole lot of changes, but a few significant ones. Like, well, yeah, I, I'm surprised Adrian dropped from two to four, and UNLV's jumped from three to two, and Ohio's now at three. It's it's really interesting. I mean, Adrian had some good wins this past weekend, but they were do- very dominant, and they beat teams that were, I think. Probably not at the upper echelon of the ACHA for sure. So that that might have hurt Adrian. Obviously, it, it did a little bit. And then how can it hurt you? When I, you I don't know. Game? I, we don't have time to go into. We don't. Have, we don't <laughs> yeah. have to, better. Right. Better they we want it than they lose it. But but I you know they've got uh, playoffs are coming up for the for them this week. So they'll probably for their conference. So that ought to help them. UNLV uh, benefited from a big win with Grand Canyon finishing up a a game that from that was suspended from earlier in the season. And then losing in overtime at Arizona State, but then again, a tie, uh, an overtime game goes as a tie into the computer, so it just it goes down as a tie, and then, and then they they won the next night five nothing. So because all those games were kind of close and within the with how the rankings are determined, part of it's a goal differential of no more than seven, part of it's a goal differential of just one. So all that I think helped UNLV and and twenty two three and one. Now this is it would be very interesting now going to this last week. It was already going to be a very intriguing final week of the regular season but now it's going to be very interesting because I, i'm really i'm a little surprised that you know we did jump but it, now that they're number two ohio's number three and that the fact that they're over uh, adrian even though ohio i think lost a game to liberty this past weekend so uh it's 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 interesting not now I'm, I'm starting to kind of feel like you i'm a little yeah, baffled fig- i'm a little figured, baffled by these I figured rankings you would come around You're i trust the computer around i think i can trust the computer in the end but I, I don't really think it matters if you're one through four, I guess, because you're still in the top four. But uh, I think it matters if you're that fifth spot, which it stayed Central Oklahoma's. But now Liberty is six, but they were six last week. So it, it, yeah. So I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting you know, final week. The bizarre part about this is, and uh, maybe we'll have time to touch on the standings real quick at the end of the show for the uh, WCHL because 
Um, Central Oklahoma controlling their own destiny, really. Um, they're up two points with uh, two games to play. With uh, UNLV, they've got two games to play. So um, Central Oklahoma can win the WCHL again if they uh, just take care of business and defeat their rival Oklahoma this weekend. And, and, and that should be a pretty easy task. Not, not to say anything's easy, but uh, beating Oklahoma should be pretty pretty easy. Central Oklahoma really took it to uh, who they played this past week, and I think they played Colorado, and they, they beat them pretty good. So uh, I would expect that. You that never say never, my friend. You oh. never say never. And uh, UNLV will get uh, a date two nights in a row with Grand Canyon in Vegas. And, uh, of course, Arizona State and Arizona will play in Tucson. So let's quickly jump through the rest of Liberty. Six, Indiana Tech with 31 wins is number seven. 31, two, and three. That's impressive. Um, I don't care how, who you're playing. 31 wins is, is a good number. Uh, Jamestown, 17, and seven is number eight. Maryville comes in at number nine. Niagara is 10. Pittsburgh is 11. Grand Valley State is 12. Illinois State, 13. Arizona moved up one spot. They're at 14. Calvin is uh, also moved up a spot. They are at 15. Lawrence Tech at 16. They fell two spots. Utah hanging in there at number 17. Michigan Dearborn 18. Arizona State 19. Stony Brook 20. We know that there's no way that they can all get in because of the auto bid at least so that, to uh, Navy. So that's the cutoff right there. I mean, the other the other five could be factors, but 20 is the teams that get in. But you're right. There's auto bids that matter. Uh, so they'll take a couple of those possibly. We already know Navy is in. Navy's not in the top 25. So that would bounce so, Stony Brook so, if it so were Navy, today, right? Navy is uh, in. So, yes, yeah, so at least uh, Stony Brook would be out. But I think also you're going to see another probably auto bid taken. Uh, from some of the other, like Oswego State or something, leading their conference. There's some playoffs this week for some of those conferences that'll determine it. So that would probably bump uh, Michigan, or that would probably bump Arizona State out uh, right now at 19th, which makes their games this weekend with Arizona very, very important. Um, and then you just look at Michigan Dearborn right now at number 18. Uh, they would still be in technically, but they're on kind of on the cusp because there could be a third auto bid there. So if there's three auto bids that take bids away. Uh, from those those three teams, those are the three that are left out. But I, I want to talk about uh, Utah real quick because, as I mentioned, Utah still doesn't have any games left on their schedule. They had a couple games postponed with San Diego State, which actually might be good because uh, if that's a team that's really low in the in the ACH, I think they finally won their first game the other night or last weekend. But still, they're they're not a very good team. And if if you play those games and it's close. That probably, I think that hurts you probably ranking-wise. So it's probably good that Utah maybe doesn't play those games. And they just got to sit and wait and see what happens. Right now they're at 17. So uh, they are they are kind of uh, kind of probably clinching their fists. They can't book their their plans yet because they don't know if they're going to be in or not. But it's going to make these games this week very uh, interesting to see what happens. I mean, Michigan-Dearborn jumped from 23 to 18. So that was quite a jump. And we kind of talked about that last week. You said, well, can any of these teams in the – 25 or 24, 23 can get a chance. And I I should have known better with the way these rankings are done sometimes that I didn't think there was a possibility. But it also depended on some how games teams did and what results of those games and stuff. And and credit to Michigan-Dearborn. They've jumped five spots. So now they're at 18. They're right, they're right now on the bubble kind of situation. So uh, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a fascinating weekend to watch. Uh, Grand Canyon, uh, 21, we'll mention them real quick. Uh, they 
can they make that jump? I mean, if they're going to play UNLV two games, and if they're they can beat them, they're going to have to win and and win handily. I think if they want to make that jump and win handily, but it's 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 going to be interesting. So as it stands right now, uh, and then you got Indiana, Pennsylvania. Well, and then you got the Grand Canyon, uh, Purdue Northwest, uh, Missouri State jumped from not being in the top twenty-five to being twenty-three now all of a sudden. But I don't think they're going to have enough to get into the mix. Uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania dropped from twenty to twenty-four. Uh, with a 22 and six record, that's a big drop for a 22 in team with six yeah. losses. Yeah, it really is. And then 25 for Rhode Island. So buckle up for a very interesting week. And I will be watching. I will be at UNLV's Grand Canyons game on Friday, so I will be there, and I will be interested to see that. And Saturday, I've got NHL obligations at Golden Knights, so I won't. I'll be there, but I'll be watching to see how UNLV and Grand Canyon fare Saturday. I'll be also keeping an eye on these other games because it. This is the really exciting point because there's so many games that are going to be important uh, for just determining a lot of things. Obviously, determining who's going to be in for the kind of right at 12, 13, 14, where they're they're probably going to be in Arizona, I think, can be comfortably in. But are they going to be able to jump up any? Are they going to be able to get into that top 12? Which means now you won't play until Saturday where you'll be playing the fit 5 through the 12 seating. Or are you in that 13 through 20 window where – 13, 14, 15, you'll be a better seeded team, but you also then the next day are going to have to play top one through four if you win that first day. So it, that's a big difference. And then for the top one through four teams and the teams that are like five and six, do they have enough to get into that one through four? So there's like three chunks of this, of the how these rankings are done or how these seedings will be done. You know, one through four, the five through 12 window, and then that 13 through 20 uh, window. So it's... There's going to be some things still to be determined for sure this weekend. Uh, a lot to be determined still. So as nice as these rankings are here, uh, these aren't the final rankings. So there's still a lot to be to be decided. Correct between. me if I'm wrong on this, but the final rankings come out next Wednesday, correct? So we will know the 20 teams that are in. Yeah, yeah. Next week, we'll, we'll also our, know the pairings then too, right? Yeah. So that'll be that'll be fun, make for a fun show next week. The uh, this is the final weekend of games that will count for rankings. So either all the teams that still have to do their 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 conference tournaments uh those will play off or whatever you want to call them playoffs those will weekend obviously the final regular season games for uh some teams might still play a couple games after after this weekend but it won't count for uh you know maybe to gear up for the tournament or whatever but they won't count for ranking purposes but these are the final weekend of games that will go factor into uh seedings and 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 averages for the computer rankings and for obviously the seedings for the uh, ACHA national championships Okay, a couple things we have to get to. The first thing you're going to do is give us a quick rundown of the uh, WCHL standings because there's some teams that have played all 20 games. Some have some left. So why don't you tell us where we're at right now, and then we'll uh, come back and we'll talk about the uh, the uh, 25,000 or 26,000 plus fans that watch ACHA hockey in North Carolina. But tell us that, uh, Stephen, if you have it in front of you. And I know a little thing about North Carolina. Anyways, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, so standings for the WCHL uh, because it's so it's basically down to well, it's down to two teams really. Who's going to get that that WCHL champ uh, trophy? Central Oklahoma and UNLV, which it came down to last year. Central Oklahoma's in the driver's seat unless something really unforeseen happens, like they lose uh, at least one game to Oklahoma. Uh, they will win the title because they are two points ahead of UNLV. That overtime loss to Arizona uh, really hurt the Rebels for for that opportunity, but it maybe helped them because obviously it bumped them up a spot. But 
they they are and even if they would have won that game in overtime they would only because the way they wchl does their points they actually only would have gotten two points because it was an overtime win so they'd still only be they would still be a point behind so they they would have needed to win that game in regulation but uh so they they did they, they ended up losing in overtime so they got a point but they are at 49 uh central oklahoma's at 51. so if central oklahoma basically right now if central oklahoma wins both their games i guess even if in any in any fashion uh they will win the wchl unlv likely will finish in second no other team can can get close to that utah's at 29 right now uh, but they're done with their 20 games in the WCHL. Arizona, St- Arizona State and Arizona are 29 and 27. Those two teams play each other this weekend, so it's possible that you one of those teams will will definitely jump Utah because uh, they're going to play each other and uh, they're, somebody's going to win each night, so uh, they're going to at least get a point or two points or three points. So they're Arizona State not or Arizona. Necessarily, not necessarily because if somebody one of the teams wouldn't get any points. One of them wouldn't get any points, but the other team would get the points that would jump Utah. So, so whoever right. comes whoever comes away this weekend is going to finish in third uh, because of that. And then Missouri State's at twenty five, and then Grand Canyon, Colorado State, Colorado, and Oklahoma down towards the bottom. But I guess for for Grand Canyons, Missouri State's done. Where they're done with their twenty games. So Grand Canyon, if somehow comes away with six points this weekend if they beat the rebels both games they will pass missouri state and finish in sixth place but the big the big thing is central oklahoma right now controls their destiny for the wchl title they would get the auto bid they'll be in either way but they would get the auto bid as the winner of the wchl uh, unlv can still do it but they'll have to definitely win both of their games and hope that central oklahoma wins now if it comes to be a tie if they both end up with the same amount of points uh, i believe the tiebreaker there's some certain tiebreakers, but the, the basically the tiebreaker that is going to determine it is going to be the goal differential, uh, which Central Oklahoma has a big big majority in that right now. So, okay, that's that. Um, something else happened uh, this past weekend. Uh, there was a big NHL game played in uh, North Carolina, but there was also an ACHA game on the same ice. Correct? Yeah, I thought this was cool. Yeah, the uh, the Stadium Series game at. Uh, Carter Finley Stadium there in uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina, home of the uh, NC State Wolfpack, uh, played a outdoor game between the uh, Carolina Hurricanes and the uh, Washington Capitals. But uh, and I think we see this a lot of time with these outdoor games. The NHL does a great job getting these rinks built and everything. They usually leave them up for a few days afterwards and, and usually let some college teams play on it. Uh, I think they did that out east. Certainly they do that a lot of times out there or out west or something. Sometimes they 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 have an opportunity for that. Well. They had an opportunity to do that, and it was a it was a ACHA. I think it was a their Division Two teams, but it was. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. It was, um, yeah, it was a uh, UNC and uh, and uh, NC State and, and NC State. Yeah, that that would be the the two teams that that competed on that, and and it was great. It was twenty six thousand uh, plus that were played. Uh, that was at the, in the crowd at that that night which was the uh, largest crowd in ha history so that was really cool um it was also the highest attended non-football event at nc uh, state university this year uh which is pretty amazing but i mean i, I guess that would make sense because there are other venues probably aren't <laughs> holding that many uh it's the top 15 highest attended college hockey game ever 
which is which is pretty remarkable thing about all the college hockey games that have been played in some of the venues there and it's the uh, top 15 highest uh, in college hockey ever that's across all of bubbles and it was the second highest attended hockey game in North Carolina uh, history so pretty cool pretty cool thing for the ACHA to, to have that and and for these teams uh, of course it got some buzz going to hockey house which is a great podcast and and they do just great job covering this level of hockey and, and other things too but uh they 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 rehashed something that they brought up uh, in 2021 about uh what an acc hockey conference would look like and, <laughs> and you never know maybe maybe you know these sort of events can lead to some more conversation about more teams and maybe the ncaa wanting to expand their portfolio of of teams uh, uh whether of course we know what we're trying what, what we're trying to do out west getting teams going in ncaa but certainly more in that area of the country and and uh, so it's just, it's just really cool to see that and, and a very big crowd uh, again for an ACHA game uh, in in uh, North Carolina there and, and being able to use I, I would imagine maybe next year uh, when the uh, Winter Classic is in Seattle maybe Oregon can benefit from that and play uh, there maybe UNLV can come up there and play Oregon next year and uh, up there at uh, where the oh, Winter Classic listen, is. Homer. In, in Seattle. Well, I'm just saying. I know. Or Oregon and, you know, some well, we, other team up no, in that area. Well, well, we know the connection between Craig Thornton, the general manager at uh, Oregon, and UNLV. He is a uh, Las Vegas guy. So uh, that would make a whole Well, I mean, maybe sense, maybe so. there'd be a Seattle team that, that could play that, I guess, uh, or the Alaska teams could come. There's a lot of options there. But but hopefully they'll the ice that they use for the Winter Classic on New Year's Day in, in Seattle – when the crack and play the Golden Knights, that maybe the uh, the, uh, the they could use that for some other purpose. I'm just saying it would be nice for me because I'm hoping you know that we'll get access to the Winter Classic and I'll be in Seattle on New Year's, and I'm just hoping maybe somehow <laughs> we could have a an ACHA <laughs> connection to that too. So uh, we'll we'll see. <laughs> oh, you always have an angle. You always have an angle. <laughs> hey, anyway, just... bring that bring angle to a close and uh, <laughs> and, and tell us what's going on. Uh, well, I'll tell you what's going on next week. We have invited Lindsay Ellis. If her schedule is allowed, she'll be on. If not, I'm going to reach out to Chris Perry, see if we can't get him on and uh, have him tout his uh, his WCHL team uh, conference and the guys that are going to be advancing to the national tournament. So yes, we'll because we can get either Chris or Lindsay or maybe both. Who knows? We will know. Yeah, because we will know the uh, we will know the field. I, I'm I'm pretty sure of that. So that will. Be- uh, fun to dissect next week and the next couple of weeks going forward. And and uh, he's a good source for that because he's obviously well involved in everything that happens with the ACHA. Commissioner so he, of two leagues. Yes, his A conference and his B conference, as he always calls it. <laughs> and he also is very tied into the national group of the ACHA. So well, and he's the, he helps we'll run the communications in. for the ACHA too. So he's very, uh, very involved. Absolutely. Okay, take it away before we run out of time. Stall for just a second here. I got to get to it here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good at stalling. Okay, here we go. I got it. No no need to stall. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona. ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey and a world-class education of any of our 300 majors. 
by M Drive. Real people, real results. Try M Drive Boost to look and feel your best. The University of Oklahoma, celebrating 20 years of Sooner hockey, the action you crave only faster. For ticket information and more, go to ouhockey.net. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. San Diego State University, 200 undergraduate programs and the top college hockey in California at sdsuhockey.com and sdsu.edu. Liberty University, strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at liberty.edu. Central Oklahoma, championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. See if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you at uco.edu or ucohockey.com. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of Ice Time Hockey West Podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Uh, next week, uh, I believe I'll be in Southern California coming to you uh, for the show uh, next Wednesday, but we'll see. We'll see how things play out. Um, we're glad you're able to listen in. Um, make sure you tune in to the uh, the website. And I know where I'll be. I'll be right here in Las Vegas because that's where I'm at most of the time. <laughs> Until we put you in Boston or Tampa or Seattle, wherever we need to put you. Anyway. We will say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>